we go. There we go. I've got two esteemed guests with me. I've got the legendary Alan Horowitz and Cabello Mofo King. Uh, uh, gentlemen, it's an absolute honor having you here. Uh, uh, last night, just, just before we get into, uh, you know, since COVID, since I moved back, yeah, I don't, you know, the old artists, I don't, I don't get that energy a lot. Yeah, I last night was, was, was really great. Uh, and like, it was really good. Um, yeah, having you in my space. There's a lot of talent in here, so... Mm. Uh, <laughs> all right so um we spoke on, we spoke off air about how we want to get started um i want i want to tell you uh, a story and we'll just take it from there so i think this was two, anyway it doesn't matter it was a few years ago i can't remember four after covid i, I don't recall but i was searching for staff rider magazine for whatever reason i was and i came across um i think it was off an academic website uh i think i remember that I actually saved the URL here somewhere. And um, I found basically the entire catalog. So I was able to download um, uh, editions as early as I, I, I got a very interesting one that was, I think, just a week before the Soweto uh, June 16. Uh, the stories I read in there, the short stories was, was something else. Um, it even had that old aesthetic, uh, you know, that old print that they used to use. Um, so I kind of... Yeah, I kind of feel like they just uh, scanned, literally scanned the entire uh, catalog and, and, and just uploaded it. And um, I shared it on Twitter, um, and a lot of people responded, even on Facebook, um, more out of like, wow, you, 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 you know, you found this, and, 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 and I'm enjoying it. But, you know, if you take a step back, you know, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about there. Um, so, Alan, I mean, like, you the... Founder, correct, and the, and the editor in chief of, of, well, of, of Botsotso. Co founder of uh, quite a number of others. I mean, Botsotso is a collective, it's not my individual uh, project as such. You know, I have played uh, quite an important role on it, especially in the last decade or so. But uh, to go back to start writing, because you raised an interesting point of history that I haven't thought of for quite a while. That was the demise of Staff Rider yeah. and Coastal Publishing because that has direct relevance to the establishment of Botsotso, uh, particularly as a publishing house and not just as a poetry performance group or Botsotso Justice. I mean, Staff Rider was a signal, seminal, all those words, publication. It just broke new ground in a very effective way. And had a leadership, a very substantial leadership, because it was immediately part of the political movement. Top Rider was not just a literary journal, it was an engaged literary journal. That term today is discounted. Uh, ever since uh, Albie Sachs, for whatever reason, started to discount the role of culture as a social political arena, uh, we've had a backslide into bourgeois notions of what culture is, instead of focusing on the revolutionary potential of working class culture. That's been erased over the last 30 years. Go back to start right, because we were, you know, we're talking about the white radicals as much as young black activists were extremely excited by it. And uh, to see Stark Rider die was very painful, yeah. to put it mildly. Yeah. And I think then of my own participation, as it were, in the last days of Coastal, particularly Kangrenya, who was one of the founding members of Coastal, was then working as an organizer for Coastal in Utah. And Raksi Akoa was the general secretary. And the the regional committee was dysfunctional and uh, there was no money. The Swedish millions had dried up. Coastal had shrunk right, from its heyday in Fordsburg. Those big offices, many employed people and so on. It was a shell really. Now the question was, should it be revived? Now I've never been an ANC person, quite the contrary. Much to the left, the socialist left. So the critique of the ANC from the start 
looked at its role both in the Union Society, in the UDF, and in COSOL as the literary face of the ANC versus the Pan-Africanist ally, African United Association. So there was always an ideological divide, but it wasn't pronounced. So COSOL didn't just publish charters. Well, you, have to, you didn't have to be a so-called card-carrying member. Yeah, yeah. But there was this tinge there. And after 94, that became very pronounced. Okay, up to 94, it was more submerged. Now it's out in the open. So Tukia invited me to come to some meetings with the high coastal because of the danger that Scott Rider and the whole publishing program would die. So I said, no, for that sake, I'm prepared to be involved. In the publishing of independent view, if you like, engaged literature is critical. So we go to meetings, and there's no audited financial statements. Uh, Lady Gordon was again a patron. She would come to a few meetings. She wouldn't rock the boat. The first demand was there must be financial accountability. To work, you know, run an organization, you have to have some funds. If you're not aware where, where they are, what's going on, how do we start, how do we plan? So that side of coastal really was Jewish. And uh, unfortunately, people like Rux were never held to account. Uh, just everything disappeared. And then coastal publishing is left as an autonomous sort of arm of Coastal. Frank Duarte, Jesse Duarte's husband, who was the head of Coastal Publishing. So we met with Frank several times to say, how do we keep Coastal Publishing going, even if the organization collapsed? He initially was very enthusiastic. And he said they still had 80,000 rand worth of stock in warehouses. It was in 1994, 95. So 80,000 then was worth uh, today to be a few million in value. And then he too disappeared. And no one, to my knowledge, knows what happened to those books Mm. or to the whole framework of postal publishing, how it was wound up, who got what. So we as poets said, well, we don't know where to start on this thing. So let's just do our own thing. And that's how Bostovko came into being as a publisher, a vacuum created by the absence now of the working class publishing arm. So, yes, that's our background. So, however, it seems like there's, there's, there's a collective, the actual performer, performer for Ototo Jesters. And then what started would have been the jesters performing together, or was it then the idea of putting together a publishing house? No, it was the jesters and the poetry performing. Yeah. So that, I mean, we were, uh, all of us, uh, Ike, and Rida, Tanzania, Isabella Mokatriani, and Roy Blumenthal was also a founder member, but he dropped out, and Anna Barney joined. Mm-hmm. So our focus was poetry, and there, we wanted to, in a sense, formalize at, at a group level poetry that was linked into where we were. Mm. So we wrote collectively. Mm. Freedom Chanter mm. was the second long poem, but the first one was uh, Land of Plenty. Mm. Land, 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 land of plenty. And of plenty. And that was written around the time of the 1994 election. Oh, wow. And we were saying, hey guys, don't be too intoxicated mm. because this chalice might be already poisoned. Mm. I mean, we had personally seen the seeds of, let's put it bluntly, ANC Stalinist practices mm. in so many of the mass based organizations. And Coastal was the final reduction in the line. I respected him for that. Mm. Afterwards, what happened, both in Kawusa, the union that I had been involved, also in Coastal, I saw a different place. And that became the rule. 
ANC activists, how many can we think of who have remained true to what they claim was the struggle? We have to be angry about it. Because yeah. that's basic accountability. Yeah. 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 I mean just 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 on that performance. Like I mean, we live in times where the space for performance is deeply contested or sometimes hardly ever present or existed. So the poets seem to often kind of think of other performing at a Shibin, local Shibin, organizing performances, spaces for performances. Um, Staff writer, it's, you'd assume that they will be part of uh, the Black Consciousness Movement and probably they were performing in spaces which were strategically um, available for them to connect with politicians and there will be probably like churches like Regina Mundi. Yeah, uh, and then, I mean, now you could almost say like that, that poetry is mostly kind of relegated to performances in, in university. I mean, where, where, what is the, what is the, what is the, what is the case? I mean, like, where were you? Like, well, yeah. I think that I mean, what you described is so accurate. Uh, if you like, uh, you've got a great poem about the poet entrepreneur. Yes. You know, what our government says, uh, artist as, as executive, artist as corporate figure, artist as business person. Mm-hmm. And we've obscured, if you like, the real commitment to human change, human inspiration, enlightenment. I mean, it is the wellspring of the art that we practice. I think we take our art seriously because of that calling, which is both personal but has a social dimension. I mean, last night we saw some Swana dancing. Yes. And we saw the sun and the poetry, the performance there was so profound. It was amazing. And it really moved us. And now that has been God lost over, like you will find it for TV, mass audience, and art making as a career mm-hmm. rather than a vocation. Yeah. And that causes a massive difference between the 80s. As you were saying though, where were we performing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were performing in working class communities mm. or in let's say working class intellectual spaces as well mm. to make that distinction from township into other areas mm-hmm. where there was cultural activity. The few towns clearly was, a, was one of them. Yeah. And then afterwards, the freedom stations and others. But mm. the concept then, I think, for most poets, and certainly my experience of younger black poets, mm-hmm. was that's where people wanted to be. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make that connection with working class audiences in the township not necessarily outside for an art or poetry exclusive loving audience. And I think Newtown was a bit rich. Uh, it's coming from the letter. And, yeah. and uh, you, know, you know, it was a meeting ground in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. breaking down the, the ghetto barriers. Mm-hmm. So it had a very definite function. Apart from poetry performance, at struggle sites, particularly funerals, yeah, and and, and I mean, I mean, I, I tell you why where my question comes from because it seems like, I mean, your audience very much sort of also, um, not dictates, but like when you are thinking about who are you addressing in your writing, kind of shapes how your your work comes up or the things, the topics or the themes that you explore in your writing. You know, I'm thinking uh, during the eighties. You know, I, but poetry, poetry that Bodoto writes is not so much, it's not as sloganeering and leaning towards that Nzoate kind of voice, you know, which no. was highly influential at that time. Yeah. No, exactly. Mm. That's a good uh, leading question. Yeah. Look, we were now 94, 95. Mm-hmm. It's a different period. We're not trying to reproduce the past. We want to reflect what's happening now. And the clear thing there was, this settlement, the Rainbow Nation, what content did it have? Mm-hmm. You know, Mandela wearing a rugby jersey. Mm-hmm. Did it stop there? It was a rhetorical or symbolic. We wanted to take it deeper. 
Just a little bit on, 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 on his, your own individual uh, uh, contribution. Like Anavani writes poetry, uh, then sort of uh, contribute to the illustration of it. Ike, but Ike, Stamto Supreme, uh, he, he's, he, I think his strength would also be kind of front the performance as well and, and bring a sense of theater into the performance. As, as Piwe, um, you know, his wide sense of lyricism and exposure to. Um, you know, like consciousness, poetry, and also like sense of melody, because he's very yeah, he's singing. You know, yeah. he's, he's a singer. You know, and then you have Ausin Isabella Mdanyani, the late, who is um, highly lyrical yet also a singer and a, and a dancer. So they bring all these elements. I mean, I see how you could curate a wonderful show. You, you down on the other hand, are, I mean, you have a songwriting background. You have, uh, uh, you know, I won't sort of dwell much on your. On, on, on your views about politics, 
but I think that's also important. Uh, and then, then you are writing poetry, but you also write in multidisciplinary. What what other aspect characteristic for me do you think would you say would you brought into that into that connective? I go yeah yeah into the collective if you remember just vaguely uh, yeah vaguely yeah. yeah it's difficult to say mm -hmm. because uh, see itself from the outside yeah isn't so easy mm -hmm. I mean I've I've got a, a theatre background more on the writing side mm -hmm. playwright yeah director yeah. Uh, I think I played quite a strong role in that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On the performing side, as a singer, I perform. Yeah. So I'm comfortable on stage. Mm -hmm. But to describe my own style, I won't see you now. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm going to have to leave it at that. Okay. But I mean, Anna was not trained at all uh, in music or dance. Mm -hmm. And her poetry is very meditative. Mm -hmm. So the style stood out from the rest of that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, she, she would deliver her work in a quieter way. Yeah. It was also very interesting. Yeah. You were a bit more mobile, energy driven. Mm -hmm. She was like a quieter anchor. Mm -hmm. She did the backdrops. Yeah. She painted the Bototso figure, which is very much a sun. Figure mm. that's enjoyed doing that for me. And Ike's posture, mm. Ike is uh, performing, mm. he is that figure. Physical. It's quite amazing. Yeah. So, uh, we came together in a pretty organic way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why I'm also kind of asking this, you know, because um, I mean, I mean, today you have people who, uh, who kind of, uh, 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 you know, kind of pigeonhole their, 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 their approach to, to write to poetry. I mean, some people are more trying to say, like, I'm a page poet, or I'm a performance poet. But it's almost like they're not going in connectives like you do. I mean, when we met at Wesley, uh, I mean, remember we had that workshop with Adam at the, the, the Workers' Museum. We're collective. I mean, you're bringing uh, uh, your, your visual element, and also just as much as you bring the visual element, uh, you know, the, you, you are also writing stuff, you know, and maybe that could have also grown your confidence because you ended up publishing word up in that Red Ends exhibition where the visual missed the word. And, and for me also, I think it comes out in my approach, in my collective Hungry on Arrival, which is I'm learning and, and, you know, not just restricted to performance, but also thinking about publishing, you know. So this is the thing that I, I, I'm kind of like thinking around, like what are the things that are, you learned it, or that you were able to kind of conceive coming together as a collective or the significance of a part of a collective in general? Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, for me, it was essential to work in a collective. Mm -hmm. I mean, otherwise, my politics is meaningless. Mm. I, I, I don't, I mean, the bourgeoisification, the mm. modification wouldn't be work mm. without money mm. and its role in art making of a different kind. But drives uh, me crazy. But you see the inauthenticity of so much work. Mm -hmm. You see an artist, whatever genre, creating a brand, creating a style that's recognizable that stands out. You don't make, you're not confused between Coca Cola and Pepsi. Mm -hmm. and you, you know me for my style, mm -hmm. even if it's now contrived mm -hmm. that I continue to produce in that style. Mm -hmm. and that's across music, it's across poetry, whatever. It's a curse of the capitalist system. So, I mean, I see Botsotso making a clear statement against that. Mm. You are not a PTY limited company that someone's making profit from. Mm. No, whatever we bring in goes into projects. Mm. Where we ourselves contribute to, mm. whether it's as an editor, director, whatever it might be, design, people should be paid. Mm -hmm. So you keep it uh, far below commercial rate. Also, otherwise, you will not be able to sustain books. Mm -hmm. so that's an ongoing issue of the radical art maker. Mm -hmm. To be able to continue to make your statement and reach an audience so that you're having some impact with your vision. Mm -hmm. And that is then that dialogue. Mm -hmm. The audience isn't passive. It's a true interaction. And then that's leading to... Uh, 
Much love for that, man, and 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 thank you both for that. Like, um, and unpacking, uh, no, no, what's also both, both, thank you, both as a as a collective and how where it came from and mm-hmm. so forth. What I, sorry, why, what kind of what want to move into is moving forward because because you touched off there with um how how capitalism has affected art uh, or at least the, the, the product and we looked at music i um, i actually saw on facebook the other day uh, an image of two female rappers and it didn't look like i didn't see music in that photo uh i saw sexuality anyway anyway i i don't want to get into it but my but my, my point is is that it was very visual it was the use sexuality a lot i've seen the use um anyway i don't want to get into sexuality but my but, but my point is is that is that in um we went out 2023 you guys started in 1990 it's almost 13, oh, 93. 93. 93. 93. 93. yeah so that's <laughs> like think over 20 Less than thirty years. My point is, is that like that time, Windows, Windows ninety five was a driving force. Um, you say that like your uh, front run was what, what a hundred thousand or so? No, no, no. It was one point five. The new nation, no, uh, the print run of Redive like this is one thousand five hundred. Today, the every or total book, the first print run will be three to four hundred. Uh, conditions of distribution have narrowed um, and that's sort of and that's why I want to come into because because we are now in a new age we're in a digital age I mean we're sitting in, in a recording of, of multiple devices and so on um, um, and, and and I sort of want to pick up there at that point with, uh, with how I guess the times and the political times have affected the quality of uh, and of the of actually across but in your uh, perspective, from a, from a writing perspective, what is Potsoto's role? Because personally, I think you probably have a more, a bigger role today than you had, say, 25 years ago. Um, given that you hear stats like uh, there's first-year students at Wits that, that struggle to read English, mm. which I find, uh, um, yeah. uh, I don't know, it, you know, uh, 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 we're living in a, in a place where distribution channels have, have, have changed uh, uh, and where people consume everything. And in the pandemic, um, you know, it forced our whole world to very much sit and stare at the devices and created a sort of another culture of, of uh, you know, say, relationship with you and your device because it never leaves you. It's always with you. You probably spend more time with your device than you do with people. Um, so with that said, um, where's Potsoto's role moving forward into the next 30 years, given all of these things that's taking place um, globally. Well, I hope we are around in 30 years. just, as you know, I live in Josie uh, Egoli, Joba. And uh, I just got a message this morning that my local shopping center in Bears Valley, Darius Center, I'm sure some people might know, was robbed. The gang broke in and someone videoed it and everyone's lying on the floor there being there. Cell phones, wallets, ripped oh, off. Oh, so, who knows, 30 years, 30 years long long long. Uh, <laughs> Never mind, uh, we've got dictator Biden and dictator Putin battling it out with dictator Xi. Oh, so, you know, we've got this chaos in the world at the moment, like war, war, war. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, um, I think that Potsotso still got a lot to do. And I mean, this year we've, we've had amazing luck in that we come across some extraordinary manuscripts mm-hmm. which we've been able to convert into books. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, starting with Sarah Lubala's The History of Disappearance, moving on to Hungry on Arrival, Cabello Bopokeng, 
I mean, I think in the past, like, I mean, for me growing up, you know, I, I mean, the, the, the problem that I probably faced was, but I didn't see it as a problem because I just love poetry, but I was most exposed to Shakespearean poetry. And I encountered Pozozo outside of that space in terms of high school, you know, grassroots level, you know, and what that did for a lot of people that it disassociated their, um, you know, uh, you know their, 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 their taste for poetry. You know, because they're always thinking about if you don't want to make, if you want to say something deep, you must, it's, it's poetic, you know. And and I think for me, this is what Den Pototo would have brought to me when I read, uh, for example, Sipiwe Gangwenya's uh, Begging, you know, the poem, you know, a begging is an occupation, unemployment, a preoccupation. And then all the images that he describes are very much about things that I can touch, things that are tangible, things that I can, I can experience, you know. And I think over time, this is what Dan Pototo has been able to do because Ukren Malum, that's Caesar's title. You know, that in itself is something that is an everyday speech pattern that speaks to Umalume, who is an uncle, very important figure in our home, in our, in our homes. Not Ukren uncle, but Ukren Malum. That's, that's, that is everyday speech pattern. So the people, the future of this country in terms of the writing, it's very, very bright because the kind of writing that's coming out, the wave of writing that's coming out, and that is uh, uh, accessible, or Potosi has made accessible, is, is something that addresses our reality. So I think, you know, we kind of moved away from, uh, or rather we have the opportunity to move away from thinking around Shakespeare and poetry or thinking that only as the only kind of vehicle to drive poetry. There is more than that. 
you know, and, and I think it's also available, and that's very important. It's been available for more than 25 years with Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Kamala. Ah, thanks for the cards as well. There we go. Ah, uh, there we go. Ah, uh, thanks. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Kamala. Ah, uh, I just want to highlight a point that I, that I noticed. Um, with most of my guests, right, um, um, I almost give my house especially constantly, um, like sort of how you're adapting to technology. Also, I always start on social media because I always get a sense of how they interact and what uh, platform they use and how they use it. I'm very interested in that. Um, so I usually start there and then I, and I, uh, and then I sort of try to move into you know, 5G and, and that so forth, all these new platforms and so forth. But what I find interesting about your um, answer and, and both 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 actually is that you were you you were focusing on, on on the actual art the actual art and adapting the art to the to the, to the thing to to, to 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 you know to all the changes and I find that narrative fascinating 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 because as I said it's the, to my memory at least um, so um, with that um, with that um, with that said. Um, um, I understand you've got all these new titles, and um, yeah, look out for season courses. Um, Grand Malume, I'm sure we'll chat about that in not the distant future. Yeah, uh, yeah, about yeah. what we see, well. and yeah, and much love to her for all of that. And congrats, many congrats. Uh, and um, yeah, if you are looking for information on the book, how to get it, I'm sure you can find it on the Patsotso website, correct? Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah. So um just um, just moving um um, 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 um moving from, from here forward. Um I <laughs> I shouldn't have said thirty years earlier, I should have said five years. <laughs> I think thirty years was a little long. <laughs> I should have said five. Okay, because like I think things move so fast. Um we're in this age of AI. I actually have an uh, uh, app that I use. Um it polishes writing, so I use it, you know, for for, for, for many um, um, it actually made me a bit lazy, to be to be to be fair, because instead of uh, yeah, I just sort of just think of the most random or, or this is the order of the words I wanted to 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 to, to read and so forth, and then the AI does it for me. But yeah, my point is that we're moving to this age of AI and five G and so forth. You guys are still con um, and as Botswana still concentrating on the word and big up to that. I think that is just the mentality is fucking outstanding. Mm -hmm. But with that said, you still have all of these outside. Also has grown bigger and smarter. Uh, uh, AI has grown in leaps and bounds since I since since, since I started covering it in January. Um, yeah, man, what's your what's your take on all of that? Um, and you know, we have also sorry, sorry, Alan. We also have, I guess, added to that because I know politics and what's happening and a political thing is very important to 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 to, to the content or the books that was great. We do have an election coming up next year as well. Which is, uh, I think, very important because we are the worst president ever. So, personally, I feel uh, there's even more to uh, uh, complain about. And, 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 but I'm sure you get where I'm going. Well, yeah. it, it's not just about complaining. I mean, uh, as an artist, you're taking key issues that affect you and others. You're not living in isolation. And you should. Um, and given the global issues of uh, you know, climate change climate and change. war, uh, we're certainly in a very difficult period. And I see around me so many people who are um, yeah, taking strain, so many people depressive, so many people who have no direction and who've lost any hope for the future. I mean, that cliche, but that, that's what drives us. You know, if we have something to work towards, something that sustains us, and I think that's in jeopardy, particularly for young people. I mean, we've got youth unemployment of over 50%. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a catastrophe, and yet the system is deaf to it, blind to it. Now, how do you make noise when people, the ones who've got the power are deaf, and they don't want to see outside of their blue light brigades or convoys. So there's a lot of work to do to concentrate people and then to inspire people to take action. Because without action, there can't be change. So having said that, as an artist, you also have your craft to consider. You're not just coin. You have to sit and edit and shape. And that takes patience. 
So you've got outside pressures or immediate survival. At the same time, the pressure to perfect your art. That's a double bind. Yeah. But as they say, you never live in easy time. Always <laughs> something that's going to yeah. challenge yeah. So yeah. we have to face it head on. We can't wallow in it. We can't just say, hey, because this is such a mess. Because it is a mess. But we've got to somehow propel that, that energy. At the same time, I think it's also useful to have tactical retreats. When the outside or the inside temperature gets too high and you're about to blow. Because people <laughs> are blowing. And that's very dangerous. So you've got to pace yourself and see how you can be effective. And engaging as a collective gives you some sustenance, gives you some energy. Mm. You're sharing it. I, I, I can't overemphasize the importance of working with people. Mm. Put the ego outside. Put the celebrity outside. Work together on your art, also on how to communicate with others. Mm. Yeah, the collective is a very valuable uh, human tool for, for yeah, survival and production. Yeah, I just, I actually, I, 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 should, I wanted to mention that, like, I just, I don't know how I can more agree with you more on the value of collective. And I find that, uh, just to make that point earlier on about a post-pandemic world where people are so tethered to the devices, I think collective work is even more important now because people, yeah. it's so easy to become isolated. Yeah. Um, um, so, 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 yeah, I just kind of wanted to just stress that point again because I find it very relevant. I mean, I mean, also, like, Pozoto, it is kind of uh, moving up the time. Uh, on Sunday, 5 o'clock, we have an Instagram show, uh, Instagram reading. So, Zawalaza Republic, Hunger and Arrival. Uh, I'm the author of Hunger and Arrival. Cecil Tuli is the author of Zawalaza Republic. And uh, we will have an hour sort of presentation or reading of our work. Um, in the same manner that we actually did right now very recently at the Durban International Book Fair, whereby we um, had a conversation. Basically, it's a conversation. And very interesting enough, like, it's almost like the, 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 our titles, they almost tie in together in an interesting way. Like, Ukraine, Malume, Sizabalaza Republic, while well, we are hungry on arrival. You know, it's a conversation. So it is a continuing conversation. However, it will be obviously accessible to those who may be elsewhere and yet interested in what is happening in South African writing. And, but, and in addition to that is that the um, Salat, the lady who's putting it together, she's based in Algeria. So Pototo is also touched, and she's part of Pototo. So, yeah. so, so, so there, are, there, there, there is almost like a, 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 you know, a moving away from just the, 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 the yeah. aspect of, 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 the, of the hard copy, which is as yeah. important because Hard copy is a form of archiving. It is also an art form, as you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, um, just, to, just to raise a point on the value of, uh, of, of the hard copy, um, I think in many ways, if you look at, uh, I want to use an example of a vinyl. Um, so CDs came out in the late 80s, and uh, you know they thought that that was the end. And vinyls has outsold uh, uh, CDs many times for... A, Possibly it's a thick under 10 years now. Mm. Um, 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 so if I want to use that, <coughs> maybe not 10 years old, don't quote me on that, but but for a while. Uh, um, and, I, and, 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 and I think the, the same is for books because you know, people consuming everything through the devices, they, 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 they create another uh, a niche market and, and, and value and understanding for, for books. So I absolutely 100% don't think it will go away. In fact, I think it will grow. Um, it will probably be more expensive. If you look at uh, uh, you know uh, inflation rates and, and so forth and printing and 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 you, and you touched Alan you touched on that earlier on I think that's also a very valid point to make um, but as I said I, I think that and, and then people will, will most probably pay um, because also just uh, just another point that I want to add on and that's what I picked up from following social media trends and so forth um, if you look at this um, 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 you know just 
hard, hard lockdown and so forth, you had these Zoom meetings where people had all these interesting backgrounds. They would actually put, uh, 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 you know, just images of books behind them, you, you know, just a cut-out cardboard thing. Uh, so, 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 so the perceived, uh, 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 what is it, this perception of, 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 of having books or owning books is actually quite a thing. And then there's another thing for the Instagram or if I take a photo with books, uh, uh, smart, um, you know, this yeah. and this and this and that. Yeah. And as, um, and as uh, problematic as that is, and it is deeply problematic, um, I do think that it creates a sort of another value for books. Mm. Um, and I think it's fascinating, like, are you high use are more just interested in adapting and changing with, with the times and and, 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 and and sort of pouring that into the actual word and, 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 and you know structure and form and so forth of writing. I think it is like pretty outstanding actually. Mm-hmm. Uh you sort of just before I came in, um you mentioned that you will see Claire White at the Durban Book Fair um a few months ago. It's a, it's a month ago. A month ago. I know that Bototo is still very hard at work with a bunch of things. You're right now at um, in Kimberley with at the Soul Flight you or you're attending um conference. Yeah, got the, the, the neighbors look my mind. Yeah, yeah. But like but like I want to ask, so um yeah, any other um uh, festivals, both readings and so forth that um listeners can read. You know, see, view, and 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 then what platforms uh, and, and so uh, forth. We we're planning for early October uh, several readings uh, with Cabello, uh, Caesar, and Sitke in Joburg. Unfortunately, hampered by transport costs, but um, I mean, we we're looking hopefully at getting some funding which allied to the production of the book will also enable us to travel and take those books out. And then again, to emphasize what Cabello was saying, we're going to be quite energetic with Instagram and uh, in terms of more podcasts, so that we're not hostile to the new technology, not at all. But we do see the bedrock of uh, literary production to be the book. The hard copy book, and then there are the other formats which are also cool, but they can't replace the physical book at this point because we value the graphic, we value the, the, the visual image as much as the vocalized, you know, poetry manifestation. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I mean, the smell of a new book is irreplaceable. <laughs> you know, I mean, you find Potato active on Twitter. And it's it's not just on Twitter, but also like there, there's a Pototo website where you could find uh, the, the absolutely and and, and and more than more than more like we've continued in this vein of having to because um, I mean poetry is a form of communication as well probably like one of the highest form of communication through word you know um, and I think you know. The idea of a put poetry in here, it's also got to almost kind of put on their head to think around strategic spaces to 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 to, to make to enable people to access the word. Uh, you know, some people build monuments. Uh, maybe some of us would probably prefer to go to a, to, to a mountain and sort of get it made deep in our 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 sphere of influence. But basically, it's very important for us to think about. Um, targeting our audiences and going to the audiences. And and I think sometimes you're not so sure whether people, I mean, like, even if even if with this sort of uh, artificial or rather um, digital space, some people might like, might press on the, on the, on the, on the like, on the click on the like button, but you don't know if they have really engaged the work, you, you know. However, when you are actually uh, in the physical space and engaging with them, I mean, the response at the conference of two days ago at the Caesar's, at Caesar's launch was a healing process. It's it's a ritual, my brother. You know, it's a the space that is put the working the space physically working the space. A lot of what we write has also come come out of song, and the essence of this song is to heal. I mean, there's a healing strain in the quality of poetry that's coming out, especially now in this time in post. Uh, what's this? Um, COVID, uh, I mean, COVID, and not just COVID, we have a, a very difficult history in this country. And, and, and you know, um, the sense of, it's very interesting in how it also kind of woven into the sort of 
sermonic type of voice that emanates from some of the writing as well. You can hear it even on the page, you know, almost reverberating. This sense of just addressing, not with the sense that you are trying to, you're smarter than the audience, but almost summoning the spirit, if I should say in that manner. You know, so I think that in itself, the experience of that, it is very much about getting to people and in a meaningful way, which is in this body and in the flesh, you know, and heart and bone, you know. So I think that's very important. And I think that's that's, that's why we are consistently thinking around, you know, uh, t- uh, participating in already existing avenues of poetry, Poetry Africa, your international poetry or this particular conference. But we also have to develop our own spaces, you know, and that's very important. And you can see it even now, like with this post-COVID uh, uh, time, like we even the, the the aesthetic of spaces have, have changed in terms of more people are probably open to open up their their homes for for performances. Like we, my, the, the first time we launched uh, Hunger on the River was at Home with Jazz, which is in Postoras, and it's someone's home where they've made the initiative to kind of, you know, bring in the community of jazz lovers and, and allow that to be a space for performance, you know, and more and more spaces. There's another place where we also consider it to take uh, another performance, which is, uh, actually the, the, the name of the space is called Their Home, and that's someone's house, you, you know. So we are thinking about existing spaces, but we're also thinking about how can we open up our own spaces and, and continue in this way, which is very important. Uh, I, I sort of just want to come in here, Kamza, and I said sort of wrapping up, um, just uh, just another point that I've noticed. It's fascinating because I've been following this and documenting this. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just wanted Keep to work back to... in the fray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, 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 the whole idea of, of the host being out of the frame, I kind of got from Glad TV. It's, it's a channel I, I follow. I thought yeah. it was fresh. Yeah. So I sort of go five. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. I wanted to, I wanted to get into like the point just to. That's it in closing uh, uh, of, of of using people's homes and sort of curating the, the crowd. Uh, as you know, you have 30 odd people, you know, every or you know, are fully, fully invested. So there's that point and the and the point you made earlier, Cabello, about 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 if you talk about that that that, that session you had with Caesar's book the other day of, of, of all these sessions becoming more of a healing process. Um, I've actually been noticing in a post COVID world how uh, artists from multiple genres have been uh, 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 really focused on, on, on using the, the art as a form of healing. It's consistent in music, it's consistent in visual art, in, in everything, in poetry, everywhere. Uh, I'm talking mostly from South African perspective. Um, um, I don't have, the, you know, I didn't speak to enough people abroad, but for the, for, for the few that I did, it's, um, it's definitely everywhere. So I think it's very interesting how creators have sort of moved this there's this sort of zeitgeist that's happening, like everyone has just moved this area. I think that's fascinating. And I, I mean, I wasn't at the session that you were speaking, but I can almost feel, and I remember when you told me about it, um, I feel that those uh, those moments are actually more necessary now than it was, let's say, five years ago. Um, um, and it's probably going to become more and more, I'm, I'm sure people, somebody's going to monetize it and, 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 and slap on branding and so forth. And um, I can see that happening. But with that, with that said, I, I totally see what you, what, what you're saying. Um, I sort of wanted to bring in technology, but I, but I, but I don't think that's necessary for now. Um, and the, and, and, and the other points of, um, of these home sessions, I think that's also very great at picking up. So, um, and that allows you to go all over the country. Um, the fonts are small, so that's brilliant. So with that said, um, just like it. Um, thank you very much for for, for coming through. Alan, Alan, like I just have a question. Is it is it fine? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> come, come, maybe 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 you from taking from what Wesley was saying. Um, sometimes we you know like I mean we've seen we've seen like how. I mean, for me, the main contribution is is how we've been able to develop this, become confident in using our own kind of uh, language and and also kind of develop an interesting kind of poetry. Which poetry? It doesn't matter whether we write it in English or in local language. For me, that's the significance of poetry. Or or, or 
like are having a platform like with this, unlike other literary journals that maybe will, will compel to publish, uh, to, to throw chuck in your English poem. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, where where do you see like what, what do you what do you what what do you what do you what do you make of this contribution and, and, and where it's going over time? Uh, I think uh, being at this language conference, uh, it's all like you words were very useful because it raised again the question of language in our society to transcend. The ghettos. Mm. You know, we were trapped in a ghetto, linguistic, economic, cultural, uh, the war goes on. Mm. So the healing that you describe it, the poetry in different languages, and she's a right English man with an auto degree. Okay, you write in scum for Swana and Sitler is largely just English, right? And Sarah being a Congolese South African. Could write in Yuba or in French and in English. She chooses at this point to write in English. So we've always been not just encouraged, not in any way, but, but, but sought it mm. and looked for it, mm. particularly in live performance. Mm. Because then it doesn't matter if your audience is necessarily familiar with all the languages, they must become accustomed to hearing the language and through the body language understand the sound, which mm. then become intelligible words, right? Mm. The first they hear the music of the, of, of the performance. And that, particularly in the 90s when you first started, I think had a big impact. Mm. Because certainly most white poetry uh, followers had not seen townships with black poets mm. in action. Mm. But for them it was a revelation. I think particularly Stumptree, mm -hmm. which had, uh, had a sort of reputation but wasn't well known. Of course, Vodacom and others yeah. yeah. became an advertising, yeah. became cool, mm -hmm. but then it was just unknown. Mm -hmm. The Stotzita, right, the sort of the, 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 the Lumpen language, mm -hmm. which it wasn't, and yet was. Mm -hmm. That was its strength as well. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I mean, also. Coming out of this conference, the question of, again, language policy for young children. And, and uh, we wrote an editorial for Sotso 19 about this. And a very simple solution to language backwardness, which is that from the age of you know, grade north, every child should be introduced to the local majority language in that province. In the Eastern Cape, it would be closer. In Northern Cape, probably would be of the cots, right? That's why not sure. And then you would learn English, and then, in terms of the pan African consciousness, you learn Israeli. And we, I mean, it seems okay, you've got three legs to stand on to take you where you are, the continent, the world. Doesn't that make sense? I think it does. So it's something for us to take forward, both as artists and as cultural activists. And I think the more we can bring in other viewpoints, the better to put pressure on the education authorities. They're the ones who have to make the decision on funding. But that for 30 years we've ignored this is really an indictment. Because the process of decolonization cannot take place this type of change. Yeah. That we're condemning ourselves to the past. Yeah. And that that is an important role to play as a lobbying agent together with others for that wider change using culture, art mm. as a site to take it forward. I mean just for Wesley, like Wesley, I mean obviously like you're an illustrator. I mean you've worked on my you've illustrated my you've contributed um, a platform like Pototo, I mean, what what has what has it been for you? I mean, just yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, um, I think I think that's a that's a nice closing point there. Um, to me, I would start off as a shit. This thing has to come into my office. Um, sorry about that. Um, anyway, uh, as I was saying, uh, to me, to me, 
Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, to me, as a as a somebody in my well, like early twenties, I was um, I I always I was always interested in putting my art on multiple different platforms. Um, but in the early two thousands, there wasn't much talk about technology or different digital platforms. There was just books and so forth. But also, I saw the relationship between. Um, very strong and very interesting, sometimes very crude visuals and poetry, and sometimes, you know, short stories of portrait. They sort of coexisted both on the page, but it looked, uh, prior to that, I I haven't seen it anywhere. Uh, in, in, in some paintings and then the top of that street art, it's always going to be a text, and, 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 and sometimes text will be very stylized, so it's not really about the text, it's more about the shape or something, and sometimes there will be words and so forth. Sometimes it will be political, but sometimes it will be very abstract. But I never really saw like where both the visuals and the poetry are going to you know, together. That was like groundbreaking to me because I was coming into my being as an artist. Um, and then I saw something, you know, um, I'm sure many artists can, 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 can relate. Sometimes it just clicks when you just see something like shit. This is for me. I, I this is this this is it, and I don't know what it is, uh, I, but I know it exists, and it's here, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. And that's how it was. Um, 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 I, I, I just thought it was bold, right? And I've been doing it for basically my entire professional career. Just to explain briefly that Bosco uh, Hensma, yes, was the most amazing forerunner to Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh wow. I was trying to be extraordinarily both. Yeah, he was. And again, mixing language and everything yeah. uh, of the Toto, we're not uh, so rigid. <laughs> we carried on as uh, an approach to art making in South Africa. Ah. We really want to stress that. Mm. To take ourselves seriously first step. Otherwise, we're just uh, consuming art products from outside. Mm. There's a period time there. We could have to tell you, which is always the case. You know, we can't understand and, and sit back for a bit. Sometimes I think that uh, Africa, almost as a, as a concept, has to step back from the world. And to sort of say, let us just check ourselves for a while, look in the mirror, not look, not, not look outside, necessarily what's happening, but find for ourselves what we need, what going to work for us, in every sphere of living. Of course, with you know, technology, communication, possible. Now, I wonder if that got actually, this is part of the strategic retreat that I spoke about earlier. I remember you mentioning that, and I, uh, I don't think you. Um, I think um, it's probably more necessary now. Um, you know, Ellen and, and Tavello, like I think you guys missed some. This was this this this, this was really cool. My first form was like a different form of speaking for life. Definitely. <laughs> 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 I, you know, I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. Beautiful. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah. And 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 and, and, and I think, uh, 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 <laughs> I think everything here is just uh, just work. Um, I'm a huge supporter of open source investment publishing house. Um, all your books. I know our collaboration will continue. Um. Platforms um, for the next 30 years. <laughs> for the next, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, 30 years. I think I read somewhere that that generation is 25 to 25 years there, about. So, so 30 years a generation plus, so, so they're really defined. Yeah, anyway, anyway, oh. anyway, there's this method in my madness. Yeah. But, like, but, like, gentlemen, but like, once again, but I think you come in here for the love of the of one thing, one thing I love about art. Um, I don't think I don't know if people outside the arts can um, 
particular just but like just the sheer presence and the words of it like it like Spaces and 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 you know you know when your part it remains here and in 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 a music as as the spaces and 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 Yeah, I think I said a mouthful. Um, I'm not supposed to say it. Thank you very much. 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 Thank you very much.